If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Tara Bradner, and this week starts the part one of a four-part series we are doing all September long in honor of PCOS Awareness Month. In addition, make sure you check out today's show notes. I have linked some of my favorite products as a nurse practitioner that I feel are great to use if you have PCOS. As always, check with your healthcare provider before starting any new products. But we know that 10% of women suffer from PCOS. And one of my most favorite products is from Elon Healthcare. They are doing a giveaway for a six month supply of their myonacetal product. So check out the notes today for an awesome giveaway. Today, we're going to look at what PCOS looks like and how different it can be from woman to woman, symptom to symptom. You guys, this is such a complex disease and there's still so much research needed to fully understand it and there is research happening. So today we're gonna discuss what type of PCOS you may have and do you know what that is? So based on criteria we're going to look at to help guide you through that. So keep in mind that having PCOS does not mean you cannot get pregnant. It does present a barrier, but there's ways to work through that with treatment and medication. PCOS is one of the most common treatable causes of infertility, and it's overall a hormonal imbalance, and it's actually an endocrine disorder versus a reproductive disorder. So we have to really work with your endocrine system in order to balance your reproductive system. So we're gonna begin by looking at the criteria typically used throughout the medical community. The first one is called the Rotterdam criteria, and the second one is called the Androgen Excess Society criteria. And they're different, so bear with me, I will break this down for you. The Rotterdam criteria means you have to have two of the following three in order to make the diagnosis of PCOS. So the number one is Androgen Excess, Number two is irregular or no ovulation. And number three is actually having cysts on your ovaries. So you have to have two of those three in order to make the diagnosis. The Androgen Excess Society says you must meet all of the following. So number one, signs of excess androgen, which we're gonna get to. And number two, you have to have ovarian dysfunction and or polycystic ovaries. So that one really focuses on an ultrasound verifying and showing that you have had or have cysts on your ovaries. I use the Rotterdam in my practice. 
in addition to some other things we're going to discuss, I'll explain to you how I make my diagnoses, but Rotterdam is typically the one that I follow. So let's break down the three criteria a little bit further. So for this podcast, we're going to look at the Rotterdam. So as it states, irregular menstrual cycle or proof of no ovulation and not ovulating regular. Number two, cysts on your ovaries. So that is an ultrasound utilized to measure on day three of your cycle to see if you have cysts on either or both of your ovaries. And number three, the complex one, androgen disorder or excess androgens. That can be so many different things I'm going to break down. That is number three. We know that 20 to 30% of patients with PCOS have these androgen excess disorders or symptoms. And let's take a look at what those are. So acne or oily skin, abnormal hair growth on your face, your chest, your legs, anywhere where you have that thick abnormal pattern hair growth, female pattern balding, male pattern balding in females. Once again, irregular menstruation itself can be a sign of an androgen offset, infertility, obesity, and there's this unique inflammation of the skin that can happen. It affects your armpits, your groin, under the breast, and it looks like these recurrent boils or nodules. If you have any of that, that is also a sign of androgen imbalance. So that's a lot right there, and there's some more. I just picked the top ones there, but any sign of androgen excess needs to be evaluated. So the androgen excess and PCOS society state there may be forms of PCOS without any evidence of these hyperandrogen symptoms, but recognize that more data is required before validating that there is or that they exist. And I find that frustrating being in the healthcare field because once again, we need more research. We need more money to support research on this disease. It is so complex. We're going to look at now, you've probably seen going around, especially during PCOS Awareness Month, uh, four different types of PCOS. So these are looked at more or less from a functional medicine approach, although I did see several fertility clinics that have information out there or have blog posts in regards to four types of PCOS on their website. And to me, these categories further break down the root cause, so the cause of your symptoms that you're having. And I want to start out before I get into these four types that there's other reasons and other things that should be ruled out alongside diagnosing PCOS. Those include thyroid disorder, deficiencies in vitamins such as vitamin D, zinc, your iodine can be off because ovaries function off of these nutrients. You could also have an elevated prolactin level. So I always check that right along every other lab with my patients because we know that that can increase DHEA levels. And then of course, there's the lean PCOS body type. So that is women who are running, who are thin, who are leaner, and have some of these symptoms. They can also have PCOS and not have any of that obesity involvement. Okay, type number one, insulin resistant. And that is what it says. So our body's main source of energy is glucose or sugar. And then we get that from food. So after we consume or eat food with sugar or have any spike in our sugar, it goes into our bloodstream and our pancreas helps digest that. So our pancreas is part of our endocrine system. Our endocrine system also contains our ovaries. So insulin resistance means the cells do not respond 
It's that signal that that insulin's giving off to stop. There's too much sugar, stop. It just keeps dumping it, dumping it, dumping it in there, okay? So what are signs of this? Irregular periods, excess weight gain, acne, hair changes, okay? So that's insulin resistance. Number two, post-pill. So post-pill, we wanna know what your cycles were like before going on birth control. So post-pill refers to birth control. And so we wanna know what your cycles, were they regular, were they irregular before starting? And if they were abnormal before, you likely had PCOS before going on birth control. However, if your cycles were normal and then you went on birth control and you came off and they've never been the same again, they may return to normal eventually, but it's still worth having a workup for PCOS because we know that birth control can interfere with our insulin production. So we'll see things like there's no ovulation and that in turn typically looks like irregular menstrual cycles. Number three, inflammatory. So this is when there's high levels of inflammation in the body for various reasons. Cortisol is one of them. We're gonna get into that here in a little bit more with number four. But when there's inflammation in our body, it is thought that we will see other aspects of our endocrine system being balanced. This can result in things like fatigue, skin issues such as acne, dry skin, oily skin, hair changes, um, joint pain, headaches, things like that. Once again, if you have any of these, it is worth seeking out a PCOS workup. And type number four is adrenal. And this is where we see elevated cortisol levels once again. Cortisol is our stress hormone that is released from our adrenal glands. So when cortisol is elevated, when we're stressed, high levels of stress for various reasons, we have elevated cortisol levels, we typically see an elevation in DHEA, which is an androgen and an adrenal hormone, and this rises as cortisol rises. So we have these high levels of DHEA levels. And what do we see? Well, for number one, we can draw blood and see this levels elevated. And I typically look at high end and normal. So if you're in that normal range, I'm still gonna be concerned if you have symptoms and you're on the high end of normal. We're gonna see testosterone levels that are normal. So actually we'll see normal levels with that. And then we can reflect back to the inflammatory diagnoses or category, and we'll see those symptoms, fatigue, skin issues, joint pain, food sensitivities, headaches, all of those things will also be part of number four, the adrenal type. And it's so important that you work with someone who fully understands this disease because it's lifelong. And learning how to best control your symptoms means you should have an individualized plan that fits your needs. Please message me, follow me on social, my inbox is always open. If you are local to North Dakota, South Dakota, or Minnesota, keep in mind I do have telemedicine that works with those of you that have PCOS. If you feel like you don't quite fit any of the description above, but have some irregularities in your menstrual cycle, there's still a number of things to look into and investigate to figure out what could be the cause of that. So know that it is not normal to have any irregular menstrual cycle and it's definitely worth looking into. I wanna share another one of my favorite products this month for you guys. It is from Two Plus Fertility. This was designed to help solve the issue of less than 1% of sperm reaching the egg when you're trying to conceive at home. It is comfortable and easy to use and each device can be used up to four times a month. It's soft, it's comfortable, it's drug-free, and it's made 100% of medical-grade silicone. 
I've included a discount code for you guys today. Check it out in today's show notes to receive a special discount on your 2 Plus Fertility device. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hopeful Hints. Check back every Tuesday, especially during the month of September, we are gonna be digging deep into PCOS with yours truly, a doctorate nurse practitioner and fertility coach. I'll see you guys next week. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.